Stutter, my brother was handing. Hey, fantasy, it's session. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick, or we need that correction. Talk mouth, we flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Fantasy. Yeah. What up, though? What it is, hopefully, is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session, the first episode of 2020. Today is the 13th. I don't know whenever. Okay. Yeah, whenever you hear this, I don't know. It won't be the 13th, though. Uh, and the culture pushers are back. It's our first episode of 2020, man. We made it to a new year. But like always, if you're listening to this, make sure you uh, leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. My boys, how y'all doing? Doing good, good, man. Just chilling, watching some of this uh, national championship game, man. Doing a little early scouting, you know, because a lot of these, some of these players gonna be involved in our rookie draft coming up. So, most definitely. Yeah, I already know who I'm drafting, so it's over. (laughs) So, of course, um, with it being the off season, we're gonna still make sure we give y'all two at least an episode every two weeks. Is that what we agreed on? Um, We also want to get into dynasty and we're going to talk about the rookies coming up and just give you different formulas for dynasties and just walk you through the whole dynasty process. So for all the newcomers that never played dynasty, you're in luck because the fantasy and session boys got you. Of course you have one of the champions here. <laughs> I, who is that? Oh, that's me. You know, I beat Carlos. I know y'all was wondering who won. It was Good me. shit, man. Good shit. He took me down, man. Stop the repeat. Yeah, even Mike even Mike Tags can help him. He, he yeah, right. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of had a feeling I was gonna jinx myself when that shit came out too, man. But I was like, man, fuck it. That's it's too good of an opportunity, bro. Appreciate you. So I just wasted. I got. I, t- I paid fifteen dollars to get my ass beat, bro. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hey, but it got us out there. You said what? It got us out there. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple of the uh, head coaches that happened since the last time we recorded. That's pretty much the biggest news. Of course, it's, um, AFC championship, NFC championship this weekend. Who y'all got before we get into the coaches? Who y'all got? Chiefs and 49ers. And Chiefs with the 49ers. Who you got this bar? I go with 49ers. I got Titans and Packers. Ooh, look at them going, uh. Going, uh, he he's uh fading the public, I guess. <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> no, I, 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 like I, I mean, the way Derrick Henry playing, the Titans been so, disrespected. Yeah, I mean, like, you beat yeah, the Patriots, yeah. then you go and beat the number one seed. They they're doing this all on the road, and they already beat the Chiefs this year. This year, yeah. But when they played the first down, time, you know, they were still banged up. And I just think that uh, you know, the Ravens they they play a style of football where I don't think they could you know come back when they you know get into an early early hole like they were in. So Chiefs ain't built like that as they proved yet yesterday. I mean they started freaking fifty one to seven run, bro. It was down twenty four to zero. And they literally oh, yeah. cut they literally like came back and took the lead in one quarter. So they obviously explosive man. I just don't think the Titans be able to keep up with them. Hey, but they hey I think the Titans can slow them down though. I think the Titans defense is way better than the Texans for one. We all know too that uh the way you beat them is by running the ball and they have the best running back left in the playoffs right now. So Period. That's what Derrick Henry is playing on another level right now. A monster. Where do you take him at in the upcoming draft? Um definitely first round. I wouldn't take him like top 3, but he'd probably be like a mid to like first round pick right now. I like it. 
Ah, speaking of first round picks, um, so would you draft him over I Zeke? Him. I don't know if I'm wouldn't take him over Zeke. Nah. Even with the new coaching? Uh yeah, I still wouldn't take him over Zeke. So speaking of the new coach, Dallas, of course, has a new coach, uh Mike McCarthy. The Browns got a new coach and the Vikings offensive coordinator. Say his name, Carlos, so I don't butcher it. Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> <laughs> The Redskins got a new coach in um, Ron Rivera. The Panthers got a new coach in how do you, what is the, the dude from Baylor? Uh, Rule? Uh, what is Rule? his name? I forgot his name. Rule. Yeah. Rule. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Matt Rule. Yeah, Matt. I didn't know his first name. I knew his last name is Rule. I don't know his first name. Right. Uh, but we'll, of course, we're going. I want to have an episode where we break down how we feel that like, because this is hot takes right here. I don't have any like nothing prepared. But and of course the Giants with their new rookie head coach, the wide receiver coach from the Patriots, Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Which which coaching change do you feel the best about, and which coaching change do you feel the worst about? Um, I think the one I feel best about would be uh, the Panthers. I haven't done too much research on them, but from everything I've been hearing, is it's going to elevate the whole offense. Um, he's an offensive-minded coach, and you know they got a lot of playmakers on that on the offense. So definitely, uh, most excited about him. Um, the one I'm most not, you know, to feel worse about, I think, just based off of what happened this year, I would probably go with uh, Stefanski. I mean, I don't know if you know he was just implementing um, Zimmerman's game plan. I don't know if that's really what he wanted to do, but you know they were basically a run-first team, had two great receivers, and they really didn't utilize them how a lot of people wanted them to. So. If he keeps that same game plan, I don't feel good about the playmakers out there at uh, Cleveland. But uh, feel like he's not Nick Chubb, though. Yeah, you know he's gonna get the rock. <laughs> Nothing. Is Kareem Hunt still? No, Kareem Hunt's not gonna be there, right? Us? Uh, it's, it's a possibility. That would be sick. I hope he goes. Restricted somewhere, free agent. So yeah, me too. Yeah. My, my dynasty team definitely hope so. I can't wait to draft him in so many places. Yeah. <laughs> already talk about the draft. Hey, but without further ado, man, we got. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Oh, Javar, who, 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 who you, who you feel oh, best about? My bad, Javar. <laughs> I feel like, well, clearly the Panthers for sure, but outside of that, I like Rivier in Washington. He could be, you know, he could do yeah. a little yeah, something with the defense true. and bring a little Cam Newton type, you know, offense game plan in. And he got a couple of weapons to work with. So, you know, I like Rivier. I like yeah, I like LeBron Rivera too. Cause I mean the way Haskins um he kind of came on toward the end of the year. He kind of made me feel not as disgusted to watch him play. And that was yeah. with you know what I'm saying, with um them running the ball efficiently. And it was one thing Ron Rivera is gonna do is run the ball and hopefully they get another running back. Cause I think Darius Geis is the over. Yeah, it just can't seem he can't seem to stay on the field, man. It's just crazy. You can't put all your faith in him if he can't be on the field. Yeah, I agree. Bryce Love might be a little sneaky, little sleeper next year. Yeah, or they might just draft the running back because there's so many coming out. Yep. I I kind of don't know about the Panthers because I don't. I just didn't don't think they needed a a college coach, and he's brought his college defensive coordinator, so that's going to be a, a train wreck if you ask me. I like it because they play yeah, like in, the Falcons, in the Falcons uh, division, but whatever. It's not yeah, a Falcons I, podcast. Everything I've been hearing has been been good for in terms of what they what he's going to bring to the offense, but I just I don't know too much to give up. I'm talking about like team wise. 
And I don't uh, know if you should give like an educated opinion because I don't watch a lot of Big 12 football because well, trash. Just put it like this. What they're saying is the coach that's going there and the offensive team that's already set set in place match up well with the head coach. So it's Do they have a quarterback? They're going to find out. And Cam, Cam Newton. So Cam Newton, I think Cam Newton starts too. He likes, I mean, he he likes a, yeah, uh, if he's there, he's starting. I don't think they have no choice at this point. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Unless they go out and get Dak, that would be sick. Mm. Yeah, Dak still hasn't signed no contract yet. That's true. That's true. That's that's a topic for another show. That is. That is. So I got a little bit excited. Oh. <laughs> hey, how much would you pay for OBJ right now in Dynasty? I know this is probably not the first way to say hello. So hello, how much would you pay? For- <laughs> oh no, you're good. Uh, I would pay a good amount. I think he's still a baller, and uh, he just had a down season. I mean, everybody's had down seasons. His injury history kind of sucks. He hasn't really been proven to stay too healthy for a while, but I don't know, man. I mean, giving up a first or uh, first is just so weird because the 2020 values, but yeah, first is something. The 2020 value just so um. Marked up right now. What if what if it what if they all bust? Impossible. <laughs> As someone else brought this up to me, have you seen the 2017 running back class? Like Tariq Cohen's the worst of the entire draft. I think. Exactly. That was the one where like uh, who was all in that one? Um, like Fournette and all them. Yeah, Fournette, I mean, literally Dixon. every player looks like they are just total studs, or at least pretty like damn close Carson. to. Yeah, man, that was a great draft for running backs. Yeah. Carson was a seventh round pick. Like yeah, Hunt was a third round pick. It, it's it's wow. crazy. So who you was never the first running back for that year? I think it was, Fournette, right? Yeah, it was Fournette at at four. Mm-hmm. Well, that, yeah, that's what the Jags needed, right? They needed a running back at four. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what's up, guys? Not much, champ. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I honestly. Don't know who's who and the voices that I'm hearing. So, <laughs> all right, yeah. so Carlos. Hi, Carlos. How you doing, man? So I'm Gabe. I'm the person that be on Twitter for the most part. I just oh, use my right. Twitter for foolishness, like my my personal Twitter. So I just you, I just be on the the fantasy session Twitter the, for the most part. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yes, sir. What do you um? What is your team? Oh, I'm a Niners fan, man. Niners, I already knew that one. <laughs> oh, it's it's a good year, but it's been. I was looking at it earlier. Uh, someone said in the last ten years, we've made it to four conference championships games, but we've had uh, four or five seasons with ten wins and four or five seasons with ten losses. Just wow. total feast or famine. Exactly. Whoever, whoever tweeted that, I apologize. I'm not giving them credit. How do you how do you feel going into this game right now? Trying to not be overconfident. I mean, <laughs> thirty-seven hey. to eight is pretty awesome, and uh, but they're a better team now. I mean, they they started to figure out stuff. Aaron Jones is kind of my man, and uh, so it's it's always tough to go up against him and just know that he's not going to do anything because the Niners are that good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. He's so good. So. <laughs> yeah, you need to get like a plaque on your on your wall for of uh, Aaron Jones, don't you? He's the one that like got you that uh. The championship in Scott Fishbowl, right? Yeah, my my buddy Kevin Tompkins, uh, who writes with me at Fighting Chance Fantasy, 
he actually is a he's a Packers fan, and he said he's gonna ship me out an Aaron Jones jersey. So hey. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna say no. Exactly. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I had this whole cool like introduction for you. I didn't know we were just gonna get right into pot, and I don't, <laughs> don't want to break the I want to break the conversation, but I got to. All right, so. For the listeners, we got the father, the husband, the Scott Fishbowl number nine champion, and a writer fighting chance fantasy, Gary. How do you say your last? I don't want to butcher it. It's Hatto. It's like Hatto. Shado, but without the S. So running thing on the show, I say a lot of wrong names. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let's tell everybody about the Scott Fishbowl for people who might not know, and then you can go about Aaron Jones. Oh, it's this amazing uh, big old fantasy tournament. There's no buy-in. It's uh, all for charity. If uh, you are selected to get in it, you know, if you can donate, that's great. And it's by Scott Fish, uh, the, the amazing Scott Fish, kind of the wizard behind the curtains. And uh, I know he takes a lot of the donations, donates to fantasycares.net, and highly recommend checking that out. I donated about 18000 I believe, from this. So it's a 1,200-person tournament with fantasy analysts about seven or eight hundred of them and then another three or four hundred five hundred whatever that are fans or maybe not affiliated with any particular site and i will say i've never been in it before this is kind of my first year really doing the whole fantasy twitter thing and uh kind of writing with a site and i just man i lucked out and you <laughs> lucked out. Awesome, hey, he said he lucked out and he won the championship. Yeah, yeah. Just my first year, no big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was Martin, crazy. First year, that was dope. So speaking so, of that, crazy next year when I uh, when I win again, but we'll cross oh, that bridge later. Hey, so do you hey, know why you won this gonna year? Be in there next year, so I, don't know I was about just all that, about man. to let you know that that was probably the only reason you won this year. No lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, uh, I'm kidding. I'm pretty sure you're good. No, but um. <laughs> I want a question, though. Do you like Dynasty or Redraft? So I'll be honest. I've been doing Fantasy for 10 years, 10 years plus, mm. and this was my first year ever doing Dynasty. Um, I pretty much solely do Keeper Leagues, and I have one that we like to think of as kind of a mini Dynasty because it's five players with no penalty that you get to keep uh, off of like a 20-man roster. So it's not you know, it's more than the average keeper, but usually I, I tend to do two to three keepers or something with pick values and whatnot. But uh, this year, I finally started to do a lot more redraft and somehow did pretty well at it. And then when Dynasty, I, I was I was terrible in Dynasty. Oh my god, <laughs> so bad at all my Dynasty leagues. One of them, I think I took Baker with my second pick of a startup, and I took OJ Howard with the, my fourth pick. Ooh, Just like oh regular. OJ screwed up so many people this year. Yeah, yeah. It sucks, too, because if you, like, screw up a, a startup dynasty draft, you just – It's, it's forever. like – It's – yeah, you're just – you're fucked. Sorry. Yeah. You're screwed. No, no, you're good. <laughs> no, you're good, bro. We so this was, a, this was a super flex league? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think no, I, I, like, I don't know. I think I like dynasty going for it more. I don't know. I, I got more joy out of, like – like having full control over everything and like the picks and all that, then redraft because redraft because I like to do a lot of trading, but yeah. in redraft people don't want to trade as much because they you know you got to do one for ones or two for twos or you know what I mean it's not a lot of two for one deals going on redraft I mean dynasty you could trade just be trading <laughs> trade and picks yeah like, the picks just, just have a whole other it definitely makes a big difference in, in, in my keeper leagues. I tend to trade a lot of my picks away. And 
the one dynasty league. I actually took over an orphan at my a, a league that my best friend's been in for actually for ten years, and uh, that was probably the most fun league because it was just jumping in and trying to you know trying to show these guys that I deserve to be in the league, even though I finished last. But that was very intentional because I took over a pretty crappy you know <laughs> orphan team. That's why I was an orphan team and feel like I got it to a place that is competitive for next year. So yeah, yeah dynasty is fun. It's it's a trip. Yeah, I love it, man. That rookie draft is going to be amazing this year. Can't wait. Is there anybody hey, uh, in particular you're looking for like, or looking forward to? Ah, uh, Man, I'm really looking forward to the wider. I mean, everybody's looking forward to the running backs. I'm a big believer that, like, you, you can't just you can't just say, like, Debbie confuses the hell out of me because you don't know where these guys are going. Wait, uh, wait. Before you keep going, for people who don't know, what is Debbie? Oh, Debbie is development, like development dynasty. So you'll actually start drafting players that are still in college or potentially, I think you can start drafting them when they're in college, like when they at least, uh, they're freshmen, I guess. I, I don't think you can take high school players, right? What? Wow. I think they do have like some super deep wow. Debbie leagues where you can't draft high school players. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just a little too that's much like for me, but hard. yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people like, uh, is it Trevor Hubbard? That am I saying that his last yeah. name right? Yeah, People, yeah. Don't so he me. just like went back. He just went back to Oklahoma State today. So it's like that's the type of guy that I'm sure a lot of people pounce on in in Debbie, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, oh, gotta wait another year, see what happens. So yeah, that was a big bummer for him to go back. I was looking forward to him. Yeah, they just I don't know. It just feels like there's just so much offensive talent. I mean, last year was very heavy defensively. Uh, defensive draft and so it'll be interesting to see you know if it switches a little bit more obviously there's some top end defensive talent but the the wide receivers and maybe i'm just biased because i'm thinking that the niners will hopefully go after one but something i mean just I don't know, the top end of all of these guys are just going to be so legit it seems like so uh who would you who you like more between uh jerry judy and uh cd lamb because those are pretty much the consistent top two right now yeah probably judy um, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna be not gonna be sad if we get either one, but um, yeah, yeah I, I think we have to see. I've seen a lot of uh, Lamb to uh, the Cardinals potentially, which would be interesting, nice. just given given that offensive explosion that they kind of had, kind of didn't. <laughs> I don't know. They're confusing <laughs> the team. Yeah. Yes, exactly. How do you feel about that offense? I'm st- like going forward, like okay, like I don't think they were as bad as I thought they were going to be. But they weren't as good as people thought they like as the people like that were contra like how Carlos thought they were going to be as good as they that he thought they were going to be. But they, he was they weren't as bad either. How do you feel about him? I think it's a really good way to phrase it. I, had, <laughs> had Drake not yeah. been the one to score four touchdowns and three touchdowns, and mm-hmm. it had actually or like Chase Edmonds, <laughs> and it mm-hmm. had been David Johnson or like Kyler running those in. Everybody would have felt different about this. I think it's just nobody other than Kyler stood out, and anybody that did, you had there's a strong chance like you didn't play them that week. Maybe mm-hmm. with the exception of uh, Edmonds or uh, or Drake in the playoffs, just because you were like, ah, it's it's worth a shot. But I mean, like, I so I have Drake in Dynasty, and I almost traded him away before his big games just for like a second round pick because I'm in a rebuilding mode, you know, and. Mm-hmm. 
luckily the guy was like, oh, no, I think I'm going to go after Sony Michelle. And in hindsight, it's like, oh, my God, like I could have totally lucked out. And if <laughs> that starter running back next season, if it is Drake and David Johnson's gone, I mean, that's it. That offense should be good. It took a long time for them to gel. So I, I think that they have a lot of a lot of potential, especially with Christian Kirk being injured and stuff. And who knows if Fitz will be back. But I mean, it's Fitz. It's not as if he's blowing anyone's top off. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think I think I like the offense a little bit better than I because I was like a if Carlos would tell you I was like a. Not um, not like a bad mouther for Kyler Murray because I like Kyler Murray. It was the offense I didn't believe in. I just didn't mm-hmm. think a college offense would transfer the first year over into the NFL, which it for the most part it didn't. And then I think Ken Drake might be the the secret code to the offense or a good running back that is not old like David Johnson, <laughs> but um, twenty seven years old, super old. <laughs> yeah. Did you see him running? running? Back years. Did you see him yeah. running? No, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, he looks, he, yeah, he looked like Eddie Lacy. He looked like he oh, hated Eddie wow. Lacy. We used to sing the <laughs> David Johnson song when we talked his name, but now we don't even do it no more. I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that guy. Whenever he's gone, like, yeah. what happens I'm- to that offense if that offense actually manages to get, you know, two or three legit offensive linemen? Then potentially, even you know, in a, in a couple years, they have five offensive linemen who are actually playing the way that Cliff wants them to mm-hmm. with Kyler behind him, with Kirk. Let's just say C.D. Lamb is there. You know, there's just so much potential, but I don't know. Maybe that's just getting excited in the same way that people thought that there was so much potential already, and it just kind of, like I you said, it's a college offense. I, I think that'd be, that'd be a dangerous team if that happens, man. I, I, think he pass, I think he passed the test for his first year coaching. I know they didn't exceed expectations, but I think they did better than a lot of people thought they would do. Agreed. So, so he has to get his, he gets his pieces in, and he can actually run his scheme how he wants to with the players that he wants. I think it might be a dangerous team in the future. All I have is one hope, and that's the L.A. Rams become the worst team in that in that division. <laughs> so, that would be the craziest thing that ever happened in football for the Golden Child to become the worst team in the. That would be crazy. It's pop, so man. Awesome. So how do you feel about? All right, question. Question. Okay, going forward on this offense, who are you most confident about? You have to pick one. Okay, let's let's, let's make it into a game. Mary, not Mary Kill, because they're all dudes. Um, no offense. Um, but um keep um, trade cut. There we go. My man. Higby, Cooper, or Robert Woods. Uh I have a soft spot for uh, Cooper Cup. I just he's just so good. I don't know what happened at the end of the season. I, I really just don't understand it. Um, so I'm definitely keeping him, probably trading Higby because who knows what's gonna happen once Everett's there and then an off season, everything just gets confusing. I don't know, man. That's just crazy to think that you would cut Robert Woods over Higby. I'm probably yeah. I don't know. I'm probably cutting Higby and just thinking he's a flash in the pan and I'm trading Woods. And uh, I just think his PPR value is just there. It's rock solid. He had a really bad season and he still he right. still didn't have a bad season. He just had a bad yeah. from what we were expecting. Last year, he was what, wide receiver 10? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, he was you wouldn't have even thought about it. He was wide receiver yeah, I think 14th. This horrible year. in the touchdown department this year. I think that's really what affected his numbers. <laughs> Wide receiver 14? Wide yeah. receiver 14 to PPR. 
Holy what, shit. Yeah, so. what he feels like he was wide receiver 34. Sorry. Well, towards the end of the year, he picked up a lot. Yeah, yeah. If I give you a second round pick, will you give me Robert Woods? Hell to the now, now, now. <laughs> I might so, take a so second would, this year. So you, think, so you think OBJ's value is more than Robert Woods right now? Yeah. I, yeah, 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 easily. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, sure, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So why, So you just told me you won't pay top dollar for OBJ, but you won't top dollar for Robert Woods. No, I mean, not no second. I mean, he's he 14th. So I get a player in the second round that's going to return top 20 value. I mean, I think you can in this draft. I think I think you have to inflate the, the value of your draft picks. Because I think well, even I think in the second round, round this year, you can get uh, – you can land a stud. I Terry McLaurin didn't go for like the, what the third when like the third round from the draft last yeah. year. He was, he was going super late in rookie yeah. drafts. I think he late. was fifth, and then uh, Harmon went in the seventh. I might yeah. be wrong. It might be third and fifth, but, but yeah. I mean, he he's, he looks awesome, man. I think I yeah. I think it's awesome. I, I think it's going. I think you can find some because uh, the guy from Minnesota, I can't think, I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm trying to remember his name, but I can't. The guy, the wide receiver from Minnesota is probably going to be in the second round. And I think he's just as good, not just as good as Jared Judy and CeeDee Lamb, but he's he's just as good as like the, the wide receivers last year. But well, it's just. I'll let you figure that out when I know I got a wide receiver who I can plug in just in case with some, some depth. Here I was with, it was either Trey, Robert Woods, or Kurt. Or, or Debo, and I chose Kirk. I don't know. Of I those three, I would have chose Debo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Debo looks like Debo's the man out there, man. I think Debo's going to be a touchdown. You traded, him, you traded him or you traded for him? I traded Kirk. Or you I traded him. Away. Oh, so you kept Debo and, and Terry. Okay, yeah, I probably would have did that too. Um, uh, one thing with, with Odell, I, I think that if anybody can go and get him, they should. I think... You know, because the sports hernia was something that almost was just this like rumor, but no one ever actually. I mean, it's not a rumor; it was, it was definitely talked about. But I feel like people don't think about it because he played the whole season. And if you can get that dip in value, and then go and swoop him up, because if if that gets fixed, I mean, a sports hernia messes you up all season. Like, just go ask Deshaun Jackson. So. Mm-hmm. I, if he comes back fully healthy and if Stefanski can kind of do his thing, see, you know, what they kind of do there. But I don't know. seems like he's a, he's a really good buy low candidate. Yeah, that's what I like to treat uh, a lot of players at Dynasty like stocks, man. And his stocks probably at like an all-time low in mm-hmm. his whole career. So definitely I would buy the dip with OBJ, man, because before this year he was like the best receiver on a points-per-game basis. So that dude is elite. And I just, like you said earlier, I just chop it up to a bad year. So the guy that's throwing him the ball, how y'all feel about him going forward to this year? You get less time, it'll be okay. I think. Yeah, so. I'll figure it out. If they yeah. just need Baker? to rebuild their offensive line. I'm talking Freddy about Baker. Baker. Just in, in over his head. I don't think he, he he helped that offense at all. Right. So how do you feel about Baker Mayfield going forward? Did you answer that? Are they... uh, for me, uh, I, I think he's. He's going to be rock solid. I mean, I have no issues oh. there. Dorsey screwed up by getting getting rid of two of their O linemen, and you just you saw it. I mean, you can't have you can't have a porous O line with a rookie head coach and what was pretty close to a rookie quarterback learning. You know all this stuff with 
Odell that's supposed to be his one. And what ends up happening, he then just becomes reliant on Jarvis, and he's just getting his ass kicked and his ass beat. All the while, they look terrible, and they have pretty much the one of the top five, I don't know, running backs in the NFL on a pure, like, ground basis. Mm-hmm. Like, they have everything there. They might have they two just, of them. Right? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I love Kareem Hunt so much as a football player. Like, oh, my I God. I was just telling people I cannot wait to draft him in so many places. The, his, his rookie season in my main keeper league that has those five keepers, uh, during the draft, I picked ninth, and Spencer Ware went fifth, and Spencer Ware tore his ACL as the guy was picking, and I was, like, losing my mind because no one else in the room saw it happen. And I was trying to trade up and trying to trade up, and nobody could understand who I was trying to get. And then at nine, I got Kareem Hunt. And I was losing my mind. And then on the very first play from scrimmage, he fumbled. And I was just like, oh, my God. This just happened. And then when he went off for like 203 touchdowns or something that game, it was something ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that, man. Yeah, and I kind of had a similar situation that same year. Like, I was having my draft, and um, I think they had just played when uh, Spencer Ware got hurt. And just like you, like my league mates, I guess, didn't know that he got hurt because Spencer Ware went. Like I was trying to see as far as long as I could wait for him. And Spencer Ware got drafted in like the sixth round, I think. So right after he got drafted, I knew it was time to like pounce on him. So I drafted uh, Kareem Hunt like on my next pick in the seventh round. That was like probably the biggest steal of my life when it comes to fantasy, man. Like best draft pick ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Definition of a league winner. Yeah. I think a league winner going for it. I know you like him, uh, Gary. How do you feel about Devin Singletary going forward? Yes, sir. Oh, man. Dude's a beast. He's, he's the young version of Shady. He just – he looks awesome. Ooh, I never heard that one. Yeah. It's a, if, I like if you, it. His comps coming out, his elusiveness and his ability to break tackles, and not even break tackles, but like almost avoid tackles and just shift horizontally when he's running – uh, there were a lot of comps to LaShawn McCoy, and ironically, he got drafted to play with him, kind of. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like, once you get rid of Frank Gore, all of a sudden, he took over week 11. Prior to that, he had been injured, so it's really hard to gauge, but in, uh, what was it, seven games, I believe, with one of those games he was out, he had like 116 carries. Uh, he only had 20 receptions, but he was still going just a shy of eight yards a catch, and... Do you know that he only had one touchdown? Yes, that was that's gonna be that's my biggest question about him going forward. Like, because the same situation kind of happened with Cam Newton was in his prime, like he was vulturing touchdowns. Like, do you think that's gonna be a problem for Devin Singletary? And like, do you think that'll cap his value if it is? No, I mean, I think you get positive touchdown regression coming. He'll probably be closer to the six range rather than the one range. Um, you have a couple things go right. You know, he's really good out of the backfield. If they don't bring in someone else, I mean, they'll always have some sort of a compliment, but they don't have someone like Frank Gore that's stealing 150 touches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in from week 11 on, you could say that he's going to look for around 220 to 250 rushes. And if he could get another 40 or so catches, that's a pretty damn good numbers. It's pretty close to 300 touches. You know, mm-hmm. if, if he can get over a thousand yards and he can get, let's just say, six touchdowns and he'll get another three or four hundred uh, receiving, but that's a pretty damn good line. I mean, you're probably going to be getting him uh, on a different pod the other day. I said maybe back of the third, early fourth, and they said maybe that was too early, but 
he's probably going running back 18, 16, yeah. 17, 18, like in that range. And I'm guessing that's probably early fourth, depending on how your draft goes. You think early? Sure. I mean, I th- am I wrong in that? With the rookies in it, no, that sounds about right. I think the rookies are, might push his ADP down a little bit. That's true. That's true. In that case, but, it's, it, let's just say, though, if he yeah, gets pushed down in his value, like that's fantastic. That's even better, especially some of these rookies, while they're going to be shot out of the cannon, the other ones are, are going to be Derrick Henry behind DeMarco Murray. Like mm-hmm. There are just times where <laughs> that's why I don't like taking guys before the draft. I'm a big fan of. Any draft should always be after the NFL draft. I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to deal with the stress of that beforehand. I never understood people wanting to draft rookies before they have a team. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, not definitely not a fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I, so, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I in, in one of my leagues, the best trade that I made this season was I traded Carrion Johnson and Christian Kirk before the injury uh, for to KJ for. Kenny Galladay and Devin Singletary. Ooh. It's, I'm oh my god! Very, very <laughs> happy about that. And so, can you, you trade still about that one? That one. <laughs> no, I doubt it. Can, can you, you trade, trade Scott Fishbowl? Can you trade what? Can you trade like in the Scott Fishbowl during the league? Can you trade? No, no, no. Scott Fish is uh, 22 man rosters. Uh, deep, so deep rosters, fab only, and you get a hundred dollars. You got to use it very, very sparingly, but it's uh, pretty. It's super flex, but pretty much two QB, two running backs, three wide receiver, th- uh, one tight end, and three flex. And it's Ooh. tiered PPR, so running backs and wide receivers um, get half a point per reception and half a point per first down, whereas tight ends get a point per reception and a point per first down. So there were a lot of different ways to get people to, to score a lot of points. But I think someone earlier kind of asked, and I don't think I addressed it, how did I win? Honestly, I got CMC first. I got Michael Thomas second. I got Evans third. And I got Aaron Jones in the oh fifth. Oh, God. How did and that happen? Uh, because it's tight end premium and mm. super flex. And so people were going hard after quarterbacks and tight ends. And I got uh, Darren Waller in the 15th, and I got Ryan Tannehill in the 19th. That's how you win a league. Yeah. 100 people hitting on all your picks. It, it works. I, I did That's have a beautiful. lot of picks that did not hit. I, I, I took Alshon and Deshaun back-to-back being like, this is awesome. If I thought Wentz was going to be an MVP caliber season this year, and I was like, if I can get those two and. Dude, when Deshaun went off his first week, I was like, oh, my God. I just hit so hardcore. (laughs) (laughs) But you you might not have hit on a lot, but you definitely hit on the ones that matter. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, having your wide receiver and your running back uh, break records for catches, you're you're probably in a good spot. (laughs) I like it. Nice. So, fight and chance fantasy. Tell all you listeners about that and, like, you as a writer, anything you want to promote and stuff like that. Yeah, yes. So, uh, FightingChanceFantasy.com, a website created by Ryan Hallam, who's at Fighting Chance. Uh, it's just, they, they do multiple sports. I just write for their, their fan, uh, football part, but they also do baseball. Um, there's even a guy that does hockey, uh, some other stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's just a crew of us. There's uh, six or seven. Uh, there's really five main football writers. There's uh, Ryan Hallam. So, there's at Fighting Chance. There's at Fantasy Geek 37 at K Tompkins, I, I, at Drake Fantasy, 
at the Casey Kasem. Um, myself, I am at Gary Haddo one. That's G A R Y H A D D O W, the number one. And uh, there's also Polka Pat. Polka Pat does uh, more uh, hockey and, and some other stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know, people that uh, Ryan Hallam found on Twitter that he just got along with. Everybody's just kind of here having a good time. And we put out weekly content. Everybody kind of does their own thing. I do a waiver wire column. We do like a round table, a parlay thing that we all put in like our, our five bets for. And uh, tight end streamers, defensive streamers, Kevin does some some rankings and yeah, just kind of all sorts of stuff. I don't know. You should check it out. It's uh, I like to think of it. It's it's a lot of people that are serious about what they do, but just trying to make it fun and just to engage with people in a positive, uh, positive, semi-sarcastic <laughs> <laughs> sarcastic way man don't take this shit too seriously it's, it's exactly. meant to be fun so. everybody can't be everybody can't be like a top analyst so it's okay if you get it wrong yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i mean even the top analyst yeah even like, the top exactly. you know what I mean? like, they get so perfect. much stuff wrong because <laughs> we want to start writing and doing stuff like that making the website and stuff what would you say is like the 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 best tip for like writing wise it's going to be stupid. It's do it. Just, just write. So Simple as that. My like anecdote is I met Ryan through Fantasy Survivor. So like Survivor on CBS, like the, the show, like I'm a huge Survivor fan. And when I was on Twitter prior to the season, I just happened to see this guy posting about doing Fantasy Survivor. So my wife and I like started doing it. And so I started talking to Ryan. And literally one like one day I was like day drinking and texting with him in the off season. And I was like, dude, I want to write with you. And he was like, sure. And I think it took me like four months before I actually posted. And my very first thing I wrote was why Nikhil <laughs> Harry should be the 101 in uh, in Dynasty picks, Dynasty drafts, you know, this past off season. And I feel actually pretty vindicated on that. Um, yeah. And. It took me forever, and then I finally like started to write a little bit more and a little bit more. And I will say it's it's one of those it's kind of addictive once you start doing it, but it's definitely until you actually start doing it, it just kind of just weighs on your head, and you start getting a little bit stressed about it. But once you start doing it, you just realize how like it's fun to do, it's easy to do, it makes you want to go and find more information and and write and write. And I don't, I highly recommend it. And all you need to do is just get your stuff out there throw a website together you can figure out the design of the website later and just get some stuff up people are always down to check out everybody's articles post a lot on twitter even if you're just the number one way i feel like people are uh, and i'm by no means an expert in this at all but it's getting some stats that you can just contribute to twitter threads and as there's a thread just being like yeah i just wrote about this drop a link all of a sudden people start looking at your stuff and you know, you're not going to be making money off of it or money off of it for a while, but, but is what it is. I, I will say, I don't, it's not like I'm getting paid to do any of the fighting yeah. chance stuff. It's oh. just stuff we do. Yeah, I don't, we don't have to get paid. I, if, I said, if, even if you get paid, it's extra at this point. I would, We just started it because I was do this anyway. Talk to my friends about football anyway. Might as well record it. I will like, say, you're doing a podcast, so you guys are... You guys are doing the writing. You just happen to be talking it out. You're not actually writing it down on paper. I'm sure, you know, it's kind of once you start writing, it'll be interesting to see how the podcast changes because all of a sudden you're going to have even more stats just in the back of your brain when you're talking about mm -hmm. players. And all of a sudden mm -hmm. these conversations are, I mean, I'm sure you guys are 
dropping stats all the time, but it just it, it informs a lot of the stuff that you're saying. And yeah, uh, that's a great point. So it makes a lot of sense right there. I want to yeah, yeah appreciate we that. Start, we want to like start doing like rankings and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely do it. I mean, I always think it's cool whenever you have a group of people. If everybody's doing rankings, then you just kind of are doing. Uh, unfortunately, it's kind of like what the footballers do. But I mean, ESPN does it. it all the main sites they kind of get like their three or four guys, and they have their rankings, and they just show how everybody, you know, how they compare. Kind of the fantasy pros type model, uh, mm. which I always like fantasy pros rankings because at least you know that you're kind of getting a large cross section. And when it comes to even smaller websites, I think getting an idea of where everybody has players ranked and whatnot is fun. And I mean, that's one of the most fun things about fantasy football is the off season and everybody just throwing out their, their likes, their dislikes, and just kind of getting everybody <laughs> amped up. And then coming back to it in the regular season, be like, oh man, I was just trying to say that about OJ Howard. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> hey, but hey, Gary drafted one too, so I guess I wasn't alone on that one. Yeah. We don't want to take up too much more of your time. We just wanted to do something quick just to get you out there because we like you a lot. And little did we know you were in our fantasy draft. We had you and Tommy in there. That's crazy. I know. It's nuts. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, it's, it's so weird because Tommy and I have no idea who each other are. And in That's the offseason when we were doing um, – all of our mock drafts because I, I, I mock draft like it's an addiction and oh my god dude tommy and i were just constantly like adding each other being like hey dude i'm doing this one you should jump in we have no idea who the fuck each other are and here we are all of a sudden <laughs> vying for like a four point difference to win a 1200 person competition that's crazy wow. that's how great about fantasy twitter man you, it's all these people and it's, you don't even have to know nobody you're just talking to these people and it's like, <laughs> like you know them yeah. talking about fantasy all day Sometime, someday I really want to go to the Midwest Fantasy Expo that kind of just started. And it'll be so weird that if I if I do go. I know Fighting Chance goes and a couple guys go. But to actually like see all these people in person, <laughs> like yeah. it's it's such a trip. Just see people's faces sometimes to be like, huh, you are not at all like I expected you to see. <laughs> <laughs> But that's all, man. I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up because I want to watch. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm trying to watch the national championship. For sure. And I, and I know you done did, like you said, like six, seven. So I didn't want to ask like the same old questions over and over to you again. I'm pretty sure you're tired of answering them. I, I, I appreciate it. I'm always happy to talk, always happy to be on. I really do appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on here. If, uh, you know, I know Fantasy and Sessions Twitter handle, I actually. I don't even know your guys' Twitter handles, so if we're not following each other, please let me know or shoot me a DM. I'm, I'm sure we probably are, but I, I I genuinely don't know people's names other than their handles for the most yeah, part. Sure. So uh, shoot me a DM just so that I, I can uh, yeah, we, make sure we're following each other. I'm gonna um I'm gonna put your uh, your handle and stuff in the the link and all that good jazz. Not cool. the link, like the stuff, the bio and all that good. Yeah, jazz. yeah talk you up because i had a whole intro for you but we just started talking <laughs> it was good i liked it it was a little bit more you know it was organic it wasn't uh yeah, didn't was, the, the pop yeah. and circumstance exactly exactly i like it hey man if you hey if y'all doing some mocks too we're, we're kind of down with that i kind of like for mocking. sure i'll always dude i'll be adding everybody that i can once All the right. season comes around man for sure i'll be trying to take a little break right now because i get like burnt out on fantasy a little bit 
Yeah, I mean, I, I still have a fantasy league that just I actually happened to lose yesterday, and I'm kind of bitter about it. Actually, I'm really, huh? really bitter about it. I, I have a league that goes into the playoffs. We redraft every round of playoffs if you're oh. in the playoffs. It's it's too. I need to do like an entire podcast just about that. Yeah, league. That's good. That's but, great. You can come back on anytime. We got, hey, actually, we're going to do a whole. Um, we're about to start like a, a like a dynasty. Well, I guess what do you call it? Like a dynasty. Dynasty focused. Yeah, dynasty yeah, focused. Yeah. If you so guys he, ever want someone else on, I'm pretty much always available. My two year old goes to bed at you know seven thirty eight, so after that, pretty much free to do whatever. Yeah, well, maybe when we uh talk about the the rookie wide receivers, since you want to, since you like them so much, we'll reach out to you so you can talk about them. All right, Whatever. sounds good. All right, boss. All right, thanks, All right guys. man. Good thanks for having you. Right, talk to you. Of course, you guys have a good night. Ready you too, too, man. Yep. All right, man. That was Gary Haddo. <laughs> I know he said like shadow without the S, but I already told it's him. It's not a question mark at the end of it, though. <laughs> I know, but I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. But, say it with your chest. Yeah, man. No, I already told him I butcher names. But yeah, man, that was that was great, man. Great, yeah. Great guy, man. And congratulations um, to him again for winning Scott Fishbowl. Congratulations to him again. Hopefully next year we can get into it. Um, Sir. But yeah, we'll put it. We'll make sure to put his Twitter handle in the bio so y'all can go follow him on Twitter. He's a great guy. Of course, y'all heard all the the, the stats and the news that he got, and he, we didn't even really get into it like that. So uh, make sure you follow him. Make sure you follow us at Fantasy In Session on Twitter, and we'll see y'all in a couple of weeks. And we'll go ahead and get into this dynasty uh, talk. Hey. All right. Peace. Peace.